Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of this here podcast, Get the Belt. My name is Mars Hart and I'm your host here. Welcome to the home of Melanin Magnificence and Kingdom of Belts. And boy, boy do I have a belt to give today to some of you motherfuckers that tried me this week on Beyonce's internet. The audacity for me, the goal for me, the ignorance for me. The foolishness for me. Hey Alexa, play Ashanti Foolish because that was some of you motherfuckers that tried to come for me on this internet this week. But we'll leave that for Get the Bell. Welcome, 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 welcome. Let's jump straight into the show with Word of the Week. Now this week's Word of the Week, guys, it's not my word. Um, it's actually coming from... Oh, let me stop that, bro. It's actually coming from someone else's mouth. I posted on Valentine's Day to my um, Instagram uh, a, a, a little poem, like a little... Let me just get this motherfucker up, honey. Um, really should have had this. Should have had this here ready. No, no, not you. Here we go. So this piece of art and this week's word of the week comes from a writer. I think he's based in uh, the state somewhere from what I gather called Ivan Nuru. Ivan Nuru, black uh, writer. Um, and it says this. To the black boy in love with another black boy, be patient with yourself. Be patient with him. They don't teach this kind of love. I'm going to say it one more time. To the black boy in love with another black boy. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with him. They don't teach this kind of love. That is Ivan Nuru. I hope I'm saying it right, King. Now, I had reposted this to my Instagram on on Valentine's Day Because not only is it sweet and cute And all of that But ultimately I really did feel like a sadness I felt sad Unpacking that Because there's a lot that can be said there um, Now 
yes, I posted it on Valentine's Day. You could very much see this as a, you know, a romantic kind of love because, you know, love is extensive. It, you can love, you know, the way you love on your mum or your dad or your sister ain't going to be the same type of way you love on your nigga, period. But they're both love. Now, a bl from a black boy, from one black boy to another black boy, be patient because they don't teach this kind of love. Ultimately, aside from, like I said, the beauty of romantic love, which is one of the reasons why I posted it, I did post it and I felt this sadness because I feel like ultimately this 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 word, this this poem is speaking about loving a black boy. Because there's one black boy to another, they don't teach how to do that. So obviously they're not teaching this kind of love is, is the love uniquely meant for a, a black boy. And I felt sad listening to, you know, it finish with they don't teach this kind of love because I really don't think that in this society, maybe a little bit more now, but definitely go back to my childhood. They don't really loudly teach how to love black boys. I don't feel like we're taught how to necessarily love another black boy, let alone self-love. I feel like often, especially from my experience, we're taught to survive. We're taught how to survive, how to not get into trouble, how to be strong, how to be resilient, you know, how to look after ourselves, not necessarily to love ourselves. And looking after yourself is very different to um, loving yourself and to apply that to someone else. Like, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not taught that kind of stuff, you know? Um, and it's something that we are having to be patient with and I'm having to be patient with and have been patient with, with myself, especially on loving another black boy, because yeah, we get taught how to survive. And when you're in survival mode, it is that fight or flight. And, you know, that that part of the black boy, that trope often is seen in media. And we see that often that, uh, you know, the fucking it, it, be it in tabloids or in media or films where you don't really see that tenderness of a black boy, that vulnerability. It's always fight or flight It's always survive. And that's. That's what we that's what we get taught from day. So it's so it was so saddening to like just sit with that knowledge that, you know, we don't really get taught how to love black boys. But there is something beautiful about it in, you know, learning something without any outside influence and uniquely developing a way of loving learning caring for not just yourself as a as a black boy but as for someone else um and it's difficult it's really difficult but there's something at the end of it which is so fulfilling and so genuine and so pure and sacred that that makes me happy and makes me 
feel proud of that kind of love because they teach us how to love white girls. They teach us how to love white boys, you know, treat them like a king, treat them like a princess, all of this. And, you know, and to a certain extent, black women, like, that's my queen, that's my queen, like, blah, blah, blah. But black boys, I don't, I don't really feel like we have been afforded that, if I'm being really honest. So that's where the joy comes from because... Because this love is, is, isn't false. It's not something that is easily done. Or like in, the, in that word of the week, in the, in the poem, it's not something that is taught. You've developed this and you've honed this and you are still learning this potentially. But it's authentic and it's genuine. Um, and so the words, I love you, when you're speaking to a black boy, whether that's as a mother, as a best friend, as a father as a sad piece, <laughs> as a main piece, as, as a boyfriend, husband, whatnot. When you say those words, it's, it's, there can really only be truth in that. I thought it was beautiful and sad at the same time. But yeah, that is this week's word of the week. And that comes from the writer, Ivan Nuru. So thank you so much for that very much uh yeah so go out there guys be patient with yourself be patient with that black boy they do not teach this kind of love but if you're experiencing it then wow it's a beautiful thing <laughs> right that's this week word of the week done hope you enjoyed i thoroughly enjoyed it this week, this week, girl. So, what happened this week? We have Valentine's Day. My Valentine's Day was cute. I was really getting in my head about it, if I'm being honest, because like obviously it's my, it's my first one. So, excuse, I've got the, you know, I've got the the, the scarf on today because I ain't have time to sort these curls out. But um, yeah, it's a really. It was it was a challenging one because it's my first time in years in years since I have been blessed with the opportunity to call someone legitimate <laughs> to call a legitimate someone my Valentine. Now I can't really remember the last few six seven Valentine's days over the last you know six seven years. But I've not had, well, I mean, that speaks for itself. But I've not had a, a partner, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a they friend. I've not had someone that I loved. And this time I did. So, like, I was really excited about that. Not just for me personally, but for them and for us. But I was like, okay, I want to make this special. I want to make this memorable. But I also don't want to, like, do too much and i feel like i always be doing too much in comparison to others let's just say that but I, I i wanted to make it special without being a dickhead but without not not being myself and we did have a really really good time i didn't get a gift and that was one of the hardest things for me to do normally i'm like okay let's get a gift but instead i thought experiences um and i took i said let, let me just run you through the dizzy okay so I started by getting my boyfriend a, a, a card to pick him up and took us to this really nice um, brunch spot in Kensington. We had like pancakes and like this American style breakfast with potatoes, eggs, and it was just cute. 
And we went on a little walk that was nice and like we spoke and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then we went our separate ways. That was like kind of early on in the, in the day, maybe about 12, I think we departed. I had to go home, get my bag ready for the night, work, blah, blah, blah. He went home to his thing. And then we come back. I said, meet me in Battersea Power Station. I'm a bit of a nerd. This one loves the PlayStation, typical ass nigga like PlayStation, PlayStation. Um, but I'm like more like Pokemon, Xbox, but it's been a minute since I've been able to like sit with that because I'm always fucking busy. Um, but anyway, we went and did this like virtual reality escape room. Surprised him with that. It was lit. Um, and we went, we chose this one where you are, are in ancient Egypt. So we put on our headsets now. And I can obviously see him. This. He chose a certain kind of character. He chose a white man. I said, not you choosing the white man to be. Because you could choose your character in the game. I said, of course you chose the white man. Typical. <laughs> but anyway, we're looking at each other. And then we enter the, the game. And we're in ancient Egypt. And that like, we could see the palm trees. And like the, the, the pyramids. And all of that. I was like, not us on our first holiday, child. <laughs> not us on our first holiday. Because it was so real. And even before we got into this, the guy was like, right, if you are afraid of heights, this ain't it for you. I said, this nigga is a fucking game. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not even afraid of heights like that, but okay. I wish I had listened to that motherfucker. Like, I still would have done it. Don't get it twisted. But there was one part in this game where I had to um climb. We was high up in this pyramid and I had to climb to, to, to get to something. I'm stood on the floor in real life. Now, I can feel my feet on the floor. But in this game, obviously, I'm blinded and I can hear the things and I can see nothing but the depths, the depths of pure hundreds and hundreds of meters. I can't even see the bottom. When I say my stomach was doing goo 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 ga ga ga, I felt sick. I was swearing. Up sweat patches. I was swearing. My arms are up here. I'm climbing on. I couldn't look down, bruv. I couldn't look down. My man's there laughing at me. I'm thinking, this nigga, not you laughing at me. And I'm here suffering. Suffering on a Valentine's Day. Scared for my life. <laughs> but it was so fun. We completed that. That was amazing. And then we, I went to work. We left again. I went and did my show. He went and did what he had to do. Get ready. And then I booked us a surprise dinner at Hakkasan. Now, I'd heard lots of mixed reviews. You know, I had to ask my Chinese friend, Ed Lee, like, girl, what's the tea? Like, because I, I know this place ain't cheap. I ain't been there before. I ain't never had someone that I was willing to, you know, get the Amex out for like that. And he was like, mm, the food's okay. I do think it's a bit overrated, but it is a really nice spot. And then I've heard some people say, yeah, overhyped, but good. I've had some people say it's phenomenal, the best. So I said, okay, let me just run with this. And my man, he loves Chinese food. So I was like, okay, cool, let's do that. So we pull up. Really nice experience. I liked it. I thought the food was exquisite. Boy, it was expensive. When I say it came to like 500 pan, my mum was like, are you sure we can spit this? this be no. No, it's fine. It's fine. No, but for real, it was fine. It definitely burnt me. And I'm definitely doing indomie noodles and meal prep for the rest of the week, girl. <laughs> but it was so worth it. Like, the experience was amazing. Uh, they brought out all the food. Um, it's that like one after the other. It's just that like continuously go, 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 go. And I would have thought, okay, I'm going to leave here hungry. The last few plates they brought out, we, I mm -mm, get somebody else to do it. Put it in a bag. Put it in. Mm -mm. No. It's too much. 
you know, one of us or both of us is flipping tonight. So we can't be doing all of this chow mein and all of this rich, not too much, okay? But it was good. It was very, very good. And he looked gorgeous. He looked absolutely beautiful. Like, just lovely. Just all nice things all around. It was just nice things. Um, but yeah, Valentine's Day was cute. And I, like I said, I struggled not to get a gift. But I feel like I did enough. I feel like I did enough. You know, we we split the, 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 the brunch. I had paid for the experience, the virtual reality escape room in ancient Egypt. I had got that. And then I got the meal because it was me. I was the one that, you know, said, I'm going to take you out and surprise you with somewhere to go. You can't just be rocking up to anywhere, especially not somewhere with a price tag like Hakkasan to be like, yeah, baby, get out your card. I don't, I don't believe in that. I'm a firm believer in like splitting bills, but like if you are surprising someone, you can't surprise them with bills. Like that's no, no. Mm -mm. That to me is not right. But no, my week was good. Um, I want to give a huge uh, thanks to um, that great produce who had invited me to a screening of the inspection. Um, that was amazing. Uh, it was a Gabrielle Union and... Uh, Jeremy Pope, oh he's so fine uh, Jeremy Pope film um, I can't remember what age it was set in It was definitely not modern day Maybe in the 70s Maybe 70s, 80s No, 70s Can't remember Set in America Gay black guy Mama don't like him being no, no, no faggot Like she said he was homeless at the time, goes to the army. Without me giving it away, we just see his journey in the army and the homophobia he faces, the reasons why he's going to the army, what he's trying to prove, what he's trying to gain, the ups and the downs. And I thought it was a really good film. I feel like, you know, it could have been easily pandered to the, you know, the, stereoty the stereotypes of being a gay guy and, you know, could have been up in there sucking dick, getting having all this sex and all these sex scandals but it was far deeper than that there was the essence of that but it was only the essence i feel like it really looked into the human the human experience the the experience of a black gay guy in those times and and the real you know emotional emotional turmoil you go through and to a certain extent still to this day um you know with family members with society with being around to quote unquote lads or whatnot and i think it was really beautiful and again really quite sad you, i i cried again i cried especially with, with the relationship between the mother and the son you know that parenting shit gets to me man the the fa the family shit will get to me and just anything to do with love i'm such a i am such a motherfucking emotional bitch but gorgeous, gorgeous film. Do go and watch that one. That is out. I think it's out this week at some point in theatres. But again, thank you so much uh, for inviting me down. That grape juice. That was a pleasure to, to go and watch and see some familiar faces. Finally got to meet up with Linda. Um, that was that was cute. We've only ever seen each other on like socials, but it's good to see her. She's out doing bits in the world. Love it, love it, love it, love it. But yeah, it was a really fun uh, week. Um, yeah. All right, let's just dive straight into Melanin Magnificence. Ooh. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Anyone would think I'm flipping. Being sponsored by these Lost Marys. These Lost Marys got me by my balls, bruv. These got me by my balls more so than my man. Shit. Mm-mm. Anyway. Melanin Magnificence. Right. This week, my Melanin Magnificence goes to... Of course, you want to take your time. Who did I have it for? Where's my notes? Ah! My girl. Aisha Shaibu Lenoir. Now, uh, I'm giving her uh, Melanin Magnificence as she won. Yeah, it's not an award, but she was noted um, by the British LGBT um, Awards um, as for having an outstanding contribution to LGBTQ plus life. My girl uh, Aisha was given this recognition um, as a trailblazer um, and a part of the top 10 outstanding contributors to the LGBTQ plus life. Now, this girl does so, so, so much. Like I've I met her a few years back. Since then, she's gone and got married and oh, just having the best time. Um, But she's always out here working, hustling and fighting to add value, add recognition and make life easier and more fun for the LGBTQ plus community. And it, it, you know, it really makes me feel happy when I see, you know, people like Aisha doing what they're doing and getting their flowers for it. Like. She's not got 10 million followers, not got a blue tick on Instagram, isn't, you know, famous like some of the other girls that are out here that do far less for the community. So to see a baby girl like her getting her dues and being recognized like that, I can only follow Sue and say, girl, you are melanin magnificence to me. So congratulations. Nothing but more success and more joy to you, Aisha. And I look forward to seeing you soon. And yeah, you are this week's Melanin Magnificence. Right, so it's now t- it is now time for Miles Measures. Oh, yeah, this week. 
this week. Right, so I want to start first with Chris Brown. So Chris Brown made his first appearance ever back in the this UK. I didn't get tickets for it. I kind of wanted to go, but obviously it wasn't that deep because I didn't end up going. So I didn't really want to go. I've seen clips of you guys fighting over a jacket. And I get it. Like if it was a big item of Beyonce's clothing, then I'm going, then we're doing fisticuffs. Like, so I guess I get it. But it was a bit, it was a bit much. Um, I saw the layout of the stage. I saw the dancers. I ain't really hear him singing too much. I saw him gyrating on one girl. She got up on a chair to take me down and then he went to the side and did the whole, you know, the whining on the floor thing. I don't think it smacks like it used to, Chris. And that's no pun intended with the whole smack and ting. But like... And I was thinking at one point, like, he was grabbing the girls by their neck and stuff. And I thought, this is, this is, I don't know what kind of territory it is, but it's, 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 a, it's a special kind of territory, especially for someone like Chris with, with the background. You know, I've seen people saying, oh, he's not been forgiven by the people. And, you know, I saw in some comments, oh, if Rihanna's forgiven him, and I stand by this. But I, I, I think to be on your first headline show back in the UK, you know, a place where you've not been able to perform because of physical violence, to be inviting females onto your stage and grabbing them up by their neck, I feel like it could have been a, a bit more delicate. I feel like you could have been a bit more delicate with it. Um, but they looked like they was having a good time. I do feel like the 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 whining and that it didn't it didn't gas me like it like it used to back in the day when before the madness and he would go on the floor and also the production like it just didn't look it didn't look expensive it looked real quite basic and I'm not being shady I'm being honest like I expected I expected a lot more from that show unless they've just not posted all the clips yet of where it actually was very good. I didn't want to say slapped because you know I'm trying to not do that because you guys are going to call me shady. But I expected more formations. I expected the stage to be litter. I expected his costumes to be better than you know the, the shit that I've seen him papped in, just like going on a night out. Like I expected just more of a wow factor. And I guess for like, yeah, that was just lost there. But I wasn't there, and I'm sure the show was great. Next, um, let's keep it on Chris Brown. So uh, I think a day or two after Chris Brown did his shows here in the UK, Chloe Bailey, who has also said that she's finished her album and handed it in. Very excited for that. I don't know how she got there before no money, but I feel like that's label business that I don't know about. I'm excited to hear the album. Um, and then, you know, two days after the the concert, she's posted on her Instagram, the second piece, how does it feel? And it's a picture of her embracing Chris Brown. He got his hands around her waist and she, they, you know, foreheads touching is very intimate, child. It's very, very intimate. And um, I'm guessing they've got a song out together. Smart move. Smart move. Especially after he's just been on tour here. I thought that was very well played. Um, 
what else had happened this week. So Sam Smith, your boy Sam Smith. Now there's two things that happened. Now he was on some on some English TV. I think it was English. Yeah, it was English uh, TV uh, talk show and whatnot. And they were like, oh, so you like to fish or whatever. It's just a little clip. He was like, yeah, um, I'd be a fish of them. And then, and then the lady was like, oh, yeah, so what kind of fisherman? He was like, no, no, a, a fish, a fish of them. Fish of them. <sighs> now I get they are non-binary. Last week, I had my own little struggles with, with accidentally misgendering because I'm just i just so used to saying that. But, you know, I'm learning like we all should be. But... Like, you could be a woman and a man and a non-binary person, to my knowledge, and be a fireman. I feel like man just represents mankind. I think. I don't know. So I feel like you could be a fisherman and still be, like, it's gender neutral. In the same way, an actor. Like, you look at Viola Davis's bio, she's an actor. She could have put actress, that's specific, but I feel like actor, like you could be an actor and it ain't got nothing to do with, with what's in between your legs or how you identify. And to my knowledge, that's the same with being a fisherman. You could be a fisherman and still be a woman or a fisher, whatever. Anyway, I'm saying this to then go on to another video that surfaced of Sam Smith minding his own business in a park and then some wild lady just starts shouting at abuse, calling him evil, a pedophile, all of this evil shit. And like, I get it. And to a certain extent, yeah. When you've got the platform that you've got. And you know the connotations with doing this sign. Or having any kind of demon references. Especially when you've got a whole song out called Unholy. And you've been to an award ceremony all in red. And all of these things, these celebrities know what they're playing into and it, it does cause either hate online or conversation around it. And that conversation is generally linked to being, you know, a devil worshipper, Illuminati, all that shit. So they know what they're doing. They do it for the, for the traction. So they expect that tra traction. And I'm sorry, if you don't expect it or Sam Smith was to turn around and say, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. Don't take us for idiot. Like, you know what you're doing. Doesn't Does it make it true? No, I don't think. I do think it's all just for that wire factor to just to get hit. Because, you know, pe people can't just make music off of streams no more. They need, they need attention in other ways. And so to be walking in the street and someone shout out something like that, it's not going to be a shock. It doesn't make it right, though. And I want that to be known. I think it should be expected by Sam Smith. They should have expected that, but they. Sh sh it doesn't make it right. You can't go around shouting, you know, singing one song and then everyone knows that song. And then when they see you in public, expect people to be to, to hush their mouth. People are going to speak. I don't think it was right. I do think it was evil. But again, if that's the game that you're willing to play. In order to get traction and that's what you want to feed into. When the waiter brings out the meal, you order the girl. You can't really. And I mean girl, gender neutral. You can't really be fighting that and saying no. But yeah, I don't agree with it. I don't. 
but you did what you did, you wore what you wore, and you're preaching what you preach. I do think that those people that will be doing that need to understand, you know, the people as in like the people on the street that might shout things or comment about, oh, devil worshipper. I do think those kind of people aren't savvy to the um, nature of the business. But not everyone is. So I haven't really got much else to say on that. Um, yeah, shouldn't have, he shouldn't have, they shouldn't have gone through that, but you did what you did. Uh, yes. So after eight years in the role, Nicola Sturgeon will resign as Scotland's first prime minister. Um, basically, Argo said, get somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it because the pressures of trying to fight this fight got too much. I believe something, like I said, I believe something has happened in the background be it threats or whatnot, because she was really making moves. She was really making moves in in uh, in and for the trans community specifically. And that is what I feel was the last straw, especially when the UK government said, no, nah, that law is not going to get passed. And they used that right that they have to like just cut short a, a law that they saw fit to do so because it disturbed the peace or whatever the fuck. Mm-mm. That's very sus. That's very sus and it's a shame. Ooh. In other news, um, earlier this week, we we saw that um, a young girl um, was killed. A trans girl was killed in the UK um, by stabbing. She was 16 years old. Uh, her name is Brianna Gay um, or Brianna Gee. Uh, two arrests have been made. Um, the police are saying it's not a hate crime, which I don't understand. Like at this point, what do you need? Like, do you need an open confession? Do you need them to say, yes, it's because she was trans? Like, this girl was 16 years old. Two arrests have been made by um, a boy and a girl. Fifth, both of them were 15. Um, and yeah, it's just heartbreaking. Her body was found around 3 p.m. I'm glad arrests have been made. The fact that they've, they're not calling this what it is, which is it is a hate crime. I just, I, I just can't fathom it. I really just can't fathom it because it's so obvious, especially with everything that's been going on in the media around trans. The fact that we've just had a prime minister say, you know, I can't do this no more. I'm trying to fight the fight. And it's, it's just too much. I'm not saying it all came down to her fighting for trans rights, but with everything that is going on in the media and in the world, really around the trans community now for a, another, for another trans person to be murdered, a young girl, 16, minding her business, just being trans, being stabbed to death and you're not calling it a hate crime. For me, it's, it's just mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. And it it really, it falls in line with if you can't name it, you can't claim it. And in them deciding not to name it, they we now can't claim that there is a problem. That there is a terrible problem. Because if they call it a hate crime from the jump, we now need to fix this problem, but they don't see it as a problem. They see the trans people as the problem. 
But trans people aren't out here killing people every other week. It's the other way around. Do something about it. Do better. Do fucking better. My, my prayers goes out to the family um, and the friends of that young girl and to all of the trans community that have to see these kind of reports on a weekly basis and have to continue to step out and live their life. Do better. Do better. Ugh, so, um... Right, we've got Pharrell Williams uh, is reported. Uh, so Pharrell Williams, for, can I speak? Pharrell Williams is going to be taking over um, at Louis Vuitton as Virgil Abloh's successor. I'm very glad that they kept it in the black, in the black, in the black house. Um, and it seems like a no-brainer. Like I, you didn't come to mind when I thought, oh, who could they? Who could they bring? But you know, Pharrell. Black guy, always at all the fashion events. His outfits and his style is impeccable. He's got experience in the fashion industry already with his uh, human race um, shoes. I think he did a clothing line as well in collaboration with, I think it was Adidas. I can't remember. So he's dabbled, honey. He's dabbled. Um, and like I said, he's been at all the fashion shows for years and years and years. He was pally with Virgil. He's got experience in music, like he's got his own shit in his own right. And I feel like he will be, I feel like he will do a really good job. Like I feel like a lot of Virgil's designs were quirky, colourful, loud. And I feel like Pharrell does bring that, especially in his own looks. So I'm re I'll be really interested to see, see the things that are happening over at LV over the next months and, and that of his, his joining them. That's going to be, that's going to be super iconic. Um, Super duper iconic. Um, the 49 year old uh, would be fulfilling the role that was left by uh, that was left vacant by the untimely passing of Virgil Abloh, uh, who died in 2021 with his battle of cancer. Um, so, yeah, congrats, Pharrell and well done, Louis Vuitton, for not just putting some any white man there. On a lighter note, Lilt has been scrapped after 50 years, the pineapple and grapefruit juice. Now, apparently, they're keeping the flavor the same, but they're just calling it Fanta, Fanta, pineapple and grapefruit. Now, I don't know why they chose to get rude, to get rid of the, to get rude, <laughs> to get rid of the, um, the actual type, the, the, the name Lilt. Maybe they've got to pay more for branding. I don't know. This cost of living, I guess everyone's getting it. So if it's cheaper for them to just call it Fanta as opposed to paying for the name Lil, cool. But apparently some of you, man, are like really getting in your feelings about this. I mean, if the drink is still there, then I don't get it. I don't get it. I think it must be to do with the, with the cost. Um, this really could have been in Black Excellence, not Black Excellence, this could have been in Melanin Magnificence, but I'm going to speak about it on here. Now, British Airways have their, had their first ever all-black flight crew, um, BA2552 Barbados. Uh, this included the flight crew, onboard crew, ground staff, gate team, and the dispatcher. Um, and, you know... The, this went down in history, um, not just general history, but 
specifically British Airways history. I would love to see that. I would love to get on a plane full of just blacks running the ting. There's a picture of them all stood along the gangway to the um the stairs that take you to their plane. All of them stood in their uniform, all of them looking brown and beautifully melanated and moisturized and the skin is just glowing. That is so cool. Look how far we have Como. Now we just need the CEO to be black. How about that? <laughs> right, so right, let's actually get into the thing then that you want to hear about. So Rihanna. So Rihanna returned after six long years of performing. No music, no nothing. I mean, she gave us like a couple features and that you lift me up, which I still ain't really even listened to and not really bothered about. She gave a performance. When I say I was so excited, I was excited. I'm not like a Rihanna diehard fan, but I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Rihanna's. I'm a big fan of Rihanna's. All of the music, all of the music. Not all, but like, you know, the majority of it, I love, I love, I love. So I was really looking forward to it. I thought, yes, Super Bowl. What do you think of when you think of the Super Bowl? Big. Wow factor. Extraness. Big. It's like one of the biggest events in, in, as, a, as an artist that you can get booked for. The likes of Prince, Beyonce, like the people, Lady Gaga. Like you got bitches flying in on, on, on planes entering the stadium for their performance and then Diana Ross helped she flew out like like the things that happen in that halftime show are spectacular there's no budget it's just come and blow us away now for an artist that has been away for six years for their comeback anything I expect it to be wow wow especially if it's at the Super Bowl fam the long and the short of it is I was underwhelmed. I was so excited. I stayed up till late to see it. And I was underwhelmed. I feel like she looked cute. Yeah, she looked cute. I've seen her look better. I've seen her look better whilst pregnant. I've seen her look better whilst not. I've seen her look better whilst skinny. I've seen her look better. She's a beautiful girl and she looked beautiful. But for Super Bowl and for your six years re return, I expected way more. Um, yeah, I was underwhelmed. Uh, we, I didn't really notice the baby bump at the start. It was mainly when I was looking at the tweets and I was like, oh, is it, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, that went hand in hand with, oh, maybe that's why she's not really going, you know, full out. Like we all know her not to be a dancer, but boy, I've seen her do some, like the VMA performance, the Brit Award performance. I've seen her bruck out. I have seen that girl bruck out. Even if it's not choreo, even if it's just simple island girl whinings that she does so well. That wasn't really there. Everything seemed quite half-assed. And that's when I was then like, oh, is it because she, maybe it's because she's pregnant or is it just because she doesn't really want to do this? Because, you know, that girl's a billionaire. She could do whatever the fuck she wants to do. So if she wanted to perform in the last six years, she would have. And that's on long, thick, pretty dick. But she didn't. I feel like, let's get to this pregnancy thing. I feel like if the reason... Because it wasn't just me saying this. A lot of you girls have been saying that it was n not as good as it could have been. Maybe should have been. To the point where, you know, there was a signer doing up. money, Like in the things with the signing. The signer had far more energy than Rihanna did. 
way more energy. She was far more entertaining. And you've been booked to entertain us. And I'm more entertained by your signer. Mad. If it was to do with the pregnancy, then it should have been, mm -mm, get somebody else to do it. If you weren't able to deliver what is expected at a Super Bowl performance and what your fans expect after you not being here for six years, and it's due to, you know, your body holding a whole other human being. Next year, girl. Next year. And then you can come, come, really come through. But if it wasn't to do with that, because like I said, I posted pictures of Beyonce performing while I was pregnant. Still slayed. If it wasn't to do with that and you just didn't give, then still. Underwhelmed. Uh. I feel like without all of them dancers, the energy would have been lacking, lacking. Because, you know, Adele could do a, a Super Bowl performance and she won't need backing dancers. She can stand there, not move and wow people. Even with the levitating stage, I feel like it was just. Yeah. I was just underwhelmed. It was very nostalgic. I liked it. I did like it. And I liked the songs. They were bops. But I don't feel like enough effort was put into it. I don't feel like the transitions were that great. I feel like you could have even done a little medley and like incorporated more of the Bayesian roots and the Caribbean flavor to it and had some bops thrown in there like you've done before where you've got like some some shaggy tunes some vibes cartel tunes some other bashment whatever but it was just yeah um i liked the outfit that you wore it was cute red i could have seen more outfit changes you know for the big reveal at the end to be a coat yeah i get you were honoring someone that had passed uh your i can't remember his name black guy icon in like fashion and stuff beautiful moment still feel like more could have been done other than just putting on a coat at the end of the set um, yeah, the choreo was weak. I was surprised. I didn't even recognize it to be Paris's stuff, but yeah, it's felt a lot. I didn't really like what the dancers were wearing, but again, what the dancers were wearing was Fenty clothing. So again, great product placement. Again, she's focusing on her brand outside of the music. And then uh, one of my favorite parts was probably her stopping to put on her Fenty beauty. I felt like that was creative and that was fun and cute and something different but again that's something different and that quote-unquote why factor came from you pulling out your makeup nothing to do with the music or the performance yeah it's just given underwhelming it was just really underwhelming and i was really looking forward to it people are trying to say oh now you're hating you're hating and all these things and i'll get into that when i get to the get the belt segment i'm not hating i just expected more because i know that she can give more otherwise yes she did look cute the miming was trash. You could have at least rehearsed the miming a bit better. But it was a cute time. Was it a Super Bowl performance? No. I'm pissed that I agree with Donald Trump. Donald Trump treated it was the worst one ever. I've not seen all of them. But from the ones that I've seen. Yeah. So for now, Robin Fenty, for me to now be agreeing with Donald Trump, I'm now pissed because it wasn't it wasn't it. Like it wasn't it. It just wasn't it. And I know no one's ever going to be Beyonce. No one is ever going to be Beyonce. But I would imagine much rather seen like an Ariana Grande come and actually give us a show and go full out. I just don't feel like it was full out. And if it was full out, then the bar just... I would have much rather Rihanna had not done a thing. 
that would have been way more iconic. Like not even giving us a whine or that little thing she was doing with her foot. Like just not do anything and just sing the song and make a point of bitch. I'm not. I'm doing the bare minimum. I that would have gagged me more than doing small small. But the people are gonna call me a misogynist. It is time for get the belt. So my belt this week goes out to the two crusty people on Twitter that decided to come for me and say that I was a misogynist and say that I talk nonsense and say that I was claiming to be a pregnancy expert after all I motherfucking did was tweet a picture of Beyonce where she was led back on a chair about seven months pregnant, belly wogga wogga like this, push out, push out, holding the mic, doing up sing song. And all I said was a picture of Beyonce performing whilst heavily pregnant all i said i ain't say shit about pregnancy the terms the do's and the don'ts because i ain't got no space and no leg to stand on when it comes to telling a woman what they should or should not be doing when they're pregnant and just from because i know that and because i know i'm not i'm not no pregnancy expert so all I did was simply describe the image I tweeted, which was Beyonce performing whilst heavily pregnant. You guys ran, ran with that. And I know why. And decided to say, oh, so now you're a pregnancy expert. Where in your mother's pussy did it say that I was a, a, a fucking pregnancy expert, ho? Where did I claim or ever claim to know anything about pregnancy while stating, look at Beyonce performing pregnant? Mm -mm. You decided to call me a to check my misogyny for posting that. Wow. Wow. I do nothing but big up black women on here, except for when they move mad. Or I will critically, um, what's the word, uh, criticize like I just did with Rihanna in the performance. It looked lazy. And if it was because she was pregnant, then I don't think that she should have done it. I'm not saying don't do it whilst pregnant because I'm praising another bitch for performing whilst pregnant and she killed it. But yet in the same tweets and you telling me, oh, you're misogynistic and you're, who are you to tell a woman what to do? When you responded to my tweet back saying all I did was X, Y and Z, what do you mean? He was like, well, well, Beyonce shouldn't have performed. So in the same motherfucking smelly breath, that you used to tell me that I think I'm a, a pregnancy fucking expert and to check my misogyny. Your response is Beyonce shouldn't be doing X, Y, and Z whilst pregnant. Omar, you are a fucking prick. You're a dickhead. You're not making sense. You're telling me that I can't be telling a woman, which I wasn't doing anyway, what they should or shouldn't be doing when pregnant. Yet in your response to me, you're telling, you're saying to me, Beyonce should not have done this because she's pregnant. You are fuck. This is why this is why you really can't be bothered by what people say on the internet because you guys are dumb. And then some next girl comes along and goes, oh, yeah, you've got a podcast, of course, talking nonsense. When three or four of the people that you follow and that you claim to have loved, because I look for your tweets that you claim to love and love them, have been on this show. And if they've not been on the show, they're a fan of this show. Helichi Okafor being one. You follow the Receipts podcast. Milena Sanchez, is, Milena Sanchez is, is going to be a guest on here soon. As is Audrey. All, fo all follow this. Yeah. Your faves. Your faves. You follow Ramel London as well. BBC radio presenter. She's been on this as a guest. 
Have all of your faves been talking nonsense on my show as well then, babes? Before you come for me, yeah, just do your research, babes. Just do your fucking research. Do your research. And don't be telling me I'm a misogynist when I'm the furthest thing from. What I am is a truth teller and a baby boy. Truth teller and a baby boy. And that's that. So do your motherfucking research before you come for me. Because I could have come for you hoes on, on, on Twitter. And I gave you a couple responses. But listen, you won't catch me fighting with, with dickheads like you. I've not got the time for that. I've not got the time. You all had time to come for me. You had time to come for me. Without knowing facts, ended up looking like dickheads. Before you check me, do your research. Know what you're fucking talking about because you look stupid. You look stupid. Just like in your in your display pictures. I'm not even going to start with that because with, with I don't want to come down to the level. But if there are things that I could have said about the wig on your head, babes. And my guy, and my guy, it was giving burner account. It was really giving burner account. I've already spoke about you, man, on burner accounts that want to talk, 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 talk. But can't walk the walk. You've got to do it behind a facade. You've got to do it behind a mask because because you, you're clapped from the inside and out. So, yeah, don't, don't, don't try me. Don't try me. But thanks for giving me content, you fucking pricks. Yeah, that's on Long Thick Pretty Dick on this here award-nominated podcast, which is supported by your faves. Okay, your faves. And that is all for this week's episode of Get the Belt. Woo, I had a good time. I had a good time. Um, it was cute. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about my take on this Rihanna performance um, and all the other things. Um, thank you for listening this week. Remember to send in your questions, your melanin magnificence uh, suggestions. And if you've got any belts to give, let me know. Uh, you can email those to contact at getthebeltpod.com or send a little voice note um, on Instagram if you want your voice on the show or send a little DM. And that's all from me. That's really all I've got this week. Um, I'm excited to have some guests on in the, in the future. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, I hope you have a great week, a great weekend. I hope you all had a good Valentine's Day, whether it was by yourself or with a loved one, or if you're in a throuple, do whatever you're doing. I hope you all got something sucked or had some good, good, good masturbation, masturbation sessions, masturbation. Yeah. Um, that is it from me. I have been Miles. You've been listening to the Home of Men and Magnificence and the Kingdom of Belts, the podcast that is called Get the Belt. Have a great weekend, and I will see you next week. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.